Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Create Brevity, the podcast. It's your girl E. And for this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about um, the emotional ladder and the different emotions that we can go through as we are changing states and what they mean and what we can learn from them and how they can help our conscious manifesting journey. So if you follow me on TikTok, first of all, thank you so much. Love all of you guys. Um, This is going to be a longer version of those same TikTok videos that I go through where I go through each emotion. And this is just for people who just want to spend a little bit more time on the subject, maybe go a little bit more in depth, maybe just hang out with my voice a little bit longer. Um, Whatever it is, I appreciate you and I'm so glad you're here. Um, I'm about to take a sip of coffee. So please join me if you've got a little bit of a beverage around you, maybe some water. Let's stay hydrated as we uh, as we explore these these emotions. So, I first started consciously manifesting from a place of fear, which incidentally is the first emotion on that ladder that I'm talking about. Now, fear is technically considered a negative emotion because it is on the bottom, closer to the bottom of the ladder, the the last rung. Now, I refer to things as in this podcast and in the TikTok as being positive or negative in terms of the charge and in terms of how they help your manifesting abilities. But really at the end of the day, everything is neutral. So your emotions are not going to be positive or negative unless they're making you feel a certain type of way or unless they're reflecting that you're having a current negative perspective on something uh, versus a positive perspective on something. And that's really all those labels mean. So don't get weirded out about the the idea of your emotions being negative or positive. We're just talking about the actual charge. You know, think of it kind of like on a battery, right? You've got the positive side and the negative one, and things are just moving from one direction to the other. So like I was saying, fear. Now for me, um, when I was feeling the fear and I was really on that um, on the first step of my journey on the on the first rung of the ladder I felt very scared of the future I at that point started to um, be scared of my ability to make decisions I wasn't sure if I could trust myself um, and that was what was manifesting that was what I was projecting and that was being mirrored back to me you know my decisions were untrustworthy because that's how I was treating my 3d. And what I really had to come to terms with was the fact that techniques are not manifesting, that high expectations don't manifest, um, thinking delusionally, maladaptive daydreaming wasn't manifesting. I was manifesting who I was inside internally, the way that I saw things, the way that I responded to things had to change. And they had to change in an organic way, at least for me. That was my journey. And part of that was setting boundaries, not only on the people around me, because that kind of happened naturally once I started living my life a certain type of way, but I had to set them with myself. I couldn't allow myself to respond to things the way that I always had. You know, when I got triggered, I didn't have to go down that trigger every single time, you know, with vigor and running towards it as if my life depended on it. I really had to learn to kind of sit there and see myself for what was happening and for where I was. 
And that's what Michael Singer and so many other people refer to as the seat of awareness, where you're just kind of sitting back and you're just observing your feelings as they kind of flash in front of your eyes. And that's where free will comes in because you can actually really choose in that moment what you want to do. You don't have to stay in fear. Just because something is telling you that you feel fear, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't have to stay there. You can choose to be somewhere else. So for me, that was really what fear was, was really learning that fear is normal. Sometimes it's healthy. And that's all I needed to be able to learn was the difference between those two things, those two moments. And the ability to know that even if I messed up everything, really just went hard at it with a hammer, that it was my choice afterward to fix it. I could fix that whenever I wanted to. And that I, I could choose to fix it at any moment. And that empowered me. So the next step above that, um, once I got out of that negative, fearful feedback loop, and I was able to kind of go up a rung on that ladder, was anger. And I'm not recommending that anyone be angry because um, it's not necessarily a great emotion to feel in your body, at least not for me. Um, but anger at the same time, it is a little bit better than fear because it does motivate you. You know, suddenly you have a little bit more energy to go out and execute. You can actually make decisions a little bit better. Now, the downside of it is anger leaves you very vulnerable. It leaves you very vulnerable to victim mentality and feeling sorry for yourself. Um, anger is its own negative feedback loop, right? The anger you get, the more anger you're going to get from other people. You're going to get negative responses from them, right? They're going to start to shut down in their own way. So for most people, it's not really a, a rung where they want to spend too much time in or dwell. But that being said, again, like fear, it is an the motion itself is neutral and it can be very healthy. You know, sometimes we have to know what our limits are and we do have to know that we can express our anger just like we can express our fear without anything bad happening to us. It's, you know, feeling safe in our own skin, feeling safe with our feelings. So once you have anger and you are mad, and in my case, I was very upset at myself. You know, it started out with me being scared with me being upset with everyone else. And then I realized that I was mad at everyone else because I was projecting. The person that I was really mad at was myself because I had allowed myself to get to this point. And I felt a lot of anger at wasted time, wasted potential, wasted opportunities. Um, and I, I was really hard on myself. And what I had to realize and what I had to understand is that time doesn't matter. And that I learned in the fear stage that I can fix it. So if I can fix it when I'm scared, I can definitely fix it when I'm angry. And I just had to sit with the emotion, kind of hang out on that rung until I could feel it running out of me. And once I was really understanding that I am projecting, right, I was able to move on to the next rung. And that next rung, um, oh, again, similar to anger, it's going to be a double-edged sword, you know, because like the way anger is motivating, so is pride. You know, pride can be very useful sometimes. 
for a lot of people. It pride in our appearance, you know, pride in our skills and our accomplishments. They can make us feel strong and invulnerable to criticism. Uh, we can suddenly feel a surge in our self-concept because we feel like, hey, I have a reason to be proud of myself. And, and that is definitely a step up from being scared and being victimized. But unfortunately, pride leaves you vulnerable. And this is where the double-edged sword part comes in. It leaves you vulnerable to a form of validation seeking. It leaves you vulnerable to kind of trying to impress or force kind of your opinions on other people without really understanding uh, the balance of a relationship. And pride, it can have its own negative feedback loop where suddenly you're just chasing validation. You're chasing approval. And while at first it does seem helpful, that can actually trap you the same way that anger does. And for me, my pride came in the form when I actually started manifesting and I was getting really good at it and I was achieving success and I was getting, you know, I was getting a lot of moderate successes. I felt like, yes, I'm well on my way to manifesting every single one of my dreams. And then I started faltering a bit. I, I felt like it was taking too long to get some of those bigger manifestations. And I would, I would be very upset with myself and hard on myself. I would go down the rung. So I'd be in anger. Then I'd remind myself what I'd accomplished so far and I'd go back up to pride. And I would do a little bit of a dance. And sometimes I would slide all the way back down to fear before I could kind of claw my way back to pride by reminding myself of what I'd accomplished. And I, again, really had to let go of the pride. I had to sit with it. And I had to understand that pride is meant to be let go as well because pride in your accomplishments is a wonderful thing and it's not bad. But ultimately, I deserve and I believe that I can be and do and have whatever I want, not because of something I did or because of something I was even necessarily, you know, able to pull off or able to manifest, but because I just innately am deserving, as are all of us. We don't deserve something because of something or for something. We deserve things because we're us. We have everything within us because we're us. We create because we are creators. It's just who we are. We're naturally all amazing manifestors. This isn't an ability that's exclusive to anyone. Not to me, not to you, not to anybody else. We are all in this together. And trying to build up a boundary that's created off something superficial, like having something that someone else doesn't have or doing something that someone else hasn't done, while it can help you fulfill things, it doesn't really help your state, right? Because what happens when you can't get something that you want? Or what happens the moment when you're a little bit less successful than you think you should be? Does that mean you don't deserve anything? Does that mean you have to work harder and constantly seek validation elsewhere or from the person or the thing that you feel like you're not getting it from and push back harder? Does that mean that if you give someone something and they don't give that back to you, it was a waste? And of course, for me, the answer was no. 
And that's when I realized I need to let go of my pride. I need to let go of this fear that I have of being vulnerable, of admitting when I make mistakes, of admitting when I need help, of admitting my own imperfections. And that no matter what I accomplish is going to be the biggest flex, right? The ability to let go. And so once you can get past your pride and you can actually be vulnerable, we go to the next rung. And this is going to be the first of the more positive charged um, rungs on that ladder. And that's courage. Because when you first wrap your idea around the fact that you're letting go of your pride and your hurt and your fear and your anger, that in and of itself, that decision to do that is very courageous. The fact that some of you guys, and I know sometimes it's hard to believe me when I say this because you're listening to this and you're asking yourself, I'm, or excuse me, you're saying to yourself, I'm not a brave person. You know, what is she talking about? Well, yes, you are. Because you're using your imagination to envision a better future for yourself, a different reality that you want to live in. The fact that you have enough self-awareness to know that you want things to change, that they're not working for you, that is a very courageous step. Some people never choose to cross that bridge or to start climbing this ladder at all. So please understand that and please be very kind to yourself as you start climbing this ladder. If you need to take a load off and just sit on that rung, if you need to slide back down a little bit before you start climbing, that's okay because you are already in the awareness that you are on the ladder and that you are working through it. So be kind to yourself and be easy because that's what courage is about. You know, I once heard someone say that Courage isn't about knowing exactly when something is going to get played out so that you only have to be courageous until a certain point. Courage is about doing it anyway, right? Courage is about I could get it five minutes from now. I could get it two weeks from now. But I have the courage to stand by my decision, to trust myself enough to know that I can choose for myself in the moment, that if something pops up, and I don't like it, I can stand up for myself. That if something pops up and I like it better, I can choose that for myself because I've let go of the fear. I know that if I need help now, I can ask for it because I've let go of my pride. I no longer am mad at myself for old regrets because I let go of my anger. And, and that's what courage is all about, right? It's about accepting yourself right? Starting the process of accepting yourself, of not being scared of the world anymore. And it's also, it's a positive because when you have courage, you can start to see the possibility of the world. You can start to be excited about decisions again. You can start to actually look forward to things popping up into your 3D. And that's the whole point of all of this is as you're climbing the ladder, and we start letting go, we can actually start enjoying our 3D and seeing it for what it is, which is just something that's passing by. Like our feelings, like our thoughts, 10 minutes ago won't exist. The only reason why anything from 10 minutes ago exists now is because we keep pulling it into our reality because we keep thinking about it. We keep focusing on it, right? So courage is just this awesome place where we... It's almost like we're just born horses, right? We've got like those little skinny legs and we're just kind of learning how to walk. 
and we're enjoying our first steps, those first, first breaths of life on this ladder. We're enjoying some of those positive feelings and we're starting to feel really, really great. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, this is going to be the first part of the Emotional Ladder podcast. There will be a part two. Um, I did decide to split it up because I felt that it was getting a little bit longer. And I know some of you guys, you you love the TikToks, um, you love the YouTube videos, but you know, sometimes it's nice to be able to kind of hit pause on something like this and then come back to it. It's nice to kind of sit with the words that we've already shared with each other and to um, and to sit with it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this and I really appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys are amazing. And please let me know if you have any um, questions or comments. Um, you can check out my website, www.createbrevity.com. Um, I've got a manifesting manifesting blog, excuse me, with more techniques on there and some more personal observations and in case you guys needed some more information. And if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, there's a couple of different packages on there as well. Um, one, I like to call it the quick question package. It's just for someone who just has a one-off question. And I also offer something that's a little bit longer as well. So thank you so much. I appreciate all of you and love and light guys. I hope this helps.